Hello, San Bonani. Welcome to Union Bible Institute's podcast channel. UPI has been developing Christ-like servant leaders who are committed to Christ and His Great Commission since 1942. We provide affordable, accredited, and personal theological education in both Isizulu and English. We hope you enjoyed the following chapel message, preached in English and translated into Isizulu. For more messages, visit our website at www.upi.ac.za or search for us at all digital platforms. Coming to the end of our series on Jonah. We hope you've enjoyed this uh, method of preaching through a book. And we encourage you to try it yourself. There's some advantage to preaching through a book. It forces you to sometimes preach on things that you wouldn't normally choose. It also helps your congregation congregation to get the big picture of the book so that they really know that book and they, they can, and they can interpret it as a whole so Israel had a vision that God gave to them you remember what God said to Abraham in Genesis Maybe the missions class knows, knows what that's about. Eh? God said, I'm going to bless you. But not just to bless you. I'm going to make you a blessing to all nations. Amen. That's what God told to Israel. And he says something similar to us today. Make disciples of all nations. That's the vision that God has given to us. But it's easy to lose sight of that. And we see through the book of Jonah that, that Israel had lost sight. In some ways, Israel is a representative, a picture of Israel. He lived during a time of prosperity in the northern kingdom of Israel. And, you know, he liked the fact that they were becoming more powerful and more prosperous. But at the same time, they were living in disobedience to God. You remember all during the northern kingdom, they kept worshiping golden calves at Bethel and Dan. They were worshiping the Baals. They were not going to Jerusalem and worshiping in the temple. And they didn't have any compassion on other nations. 
And so Jonah kind of represents Israel. Some people even see this book of Jonah as a comedy. When we see Jonah, we're, we're really supposed to laugh at him. Because the guy who's supposed to be the prophet, the representative of God, he's the most stubborn and rebellious and sinful person in the book. Even the animals repent. <laughs> they they wear uh, they fast and wear sackcloth in chapter three. <laughs> Even the big fish obeys God. But the stubborn one is Jonah. The prophet. Well, what happens? What happens when we, when we lose our vision? What happens to Israel? What happens to us? Well, one thing happens is our behavior doesn't match our, our doctrine. Our you know, Jonah said some of the right things. He said, I worship the God of heaven and earth who made the, the, the seas and the land. And yet, he thinks that he can run away from such a God. How can you run away from a God who is everywhere? And how can you call him your Lord if you're running away? In chapter 2, even after he's saved, he, he worships God. But in some ways, his worship over promises and under delivers. He talks about fulfilling his vows and praying to God in the temple. Which is kind of ironic since the northern kingdom of Israel hasn't been worshipping in and, the temple. And so he says beautiful words but you wonder and, and I think we can relate to that. Eh? Sometimes we pray beautiful prayers. We sing beautiful songs. But where, are, where is our action? Well, when we come to chapter 3, we see that Jonah... He obeys God. He goes to Nineveh. There's a great revival. Everybody repents from the king to the, to the cattle. But we find that Jonah has no joy in, in, in serving God. He has no joy in participating with what God is doing. We, 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 we would kind of expect when, when you finish chapter 3, you kind of expect Jonah to say, Hallelujah! Everybody this this whole big city. I've never had a like hey, I've never had such a revival before. But no. 
Jonah is angry. It's, it's, it's shocking. This is every evangelist's dream. Everybody responds. I am so angry, he says. Why? Because he knows God's character. And so chapter 4 explains why he ran away in the first place. God, I know your character. You revealed it to Moses in Exodus. This has been repeated in Nehemiah and Psalms and Joel throughout the Old Testament. I know that you're a God who has compassion. I know that you're a God who forgives. I know that you're a God who is slow to anger. I know you're a God of grace. But I think what he's thinking these Ninevites, these Assyrians, these enemies of Israel, they don't deserve grace. And God says to him, Jonah, Jonah, do you have any right to be angry? Do you deserve Grace. Because you are the most rebellious and sinful of everyone. And I showed grace to you. Can anybody deserve grace? Nobody deserves grace because, because the definition of grace is it's something we don't deserve. And Jonah says, Eish, I knew you were going to do this, God. I, I like what you do for me, but I don't like what you're doing for these guys. And so it says, after he is angry, it says, he goes outside the city. He, he builds a shelter. He sat in its shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. It's like he's still hoping that God is going to judge these guys. He says, I know God, I know you said that you're going to have mercy on them. But, but these guys are really bad. I think you need to zap them. I think you need to zap them. So I'm going to come out and, and sit for a while and just watch hoping that you're going to rain down fire on And so he waits. And while he's waiting, God in his grace gives him comfort. And we see that Jonah 
like Israel and like us, we, we, we care more about our comfort than compassion. As, as, as Jonah is waiting to see God punish he gets very happy about this comfort that God has given to him. It says, Then the Lord provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade to his head to ease his discomfort, and Jonah was very happy about the vine. <laughs> but God in his sovereignty he sometimes gives us what we want and sometimes he gives us what we don't want. So he also provides a worm to chew the vine and he provides a hot wind to come. And now Jonah's not so happy. It reminds me of this uh, time eight years ago when, when my wife and I and our son Peter were, were in uh, the United States. And, and we had a, a, we were we were going to take an airplane flight from from Dallas to Chicago. And it left at uh, like six o'clock in the morning. And there was this huge crowd of people in the airport. And we had to go through security. And we could see that, hey, we're, we're going to be late. So I ran. And it was a long way. And when I ran, when I got to the gate where the airplane was, they were just about to close the door. And I said, please wait. I said, here I am. I, I, I have a ticket. And my wife and my son are coming. In, in, in one minute they'll be here. And while I'm pleading, they close the door. And when my wife and Peter came, they said, No. They said, once the door is closed, it was about 10 hours later. And, and they said that flight is full. In fact, it's overbooked. But maybe if you're lucky, some people won't show up and you can get on. They said it's, it's not likely to happen. So we prayed. We had 10 hours to pray. Let us get on that plane. And 
finally the hour came where the plane was about to take off. And they called all the passengers. And, and they didn't call us. And, and it looked like they were about to close the door. And, and, and I walked up to the desk. And as I'm walking up, they say, uh, Mr. Binion. Hey, that's me. They said, we have three. We have three boarding passes for you and your wife and your son. But they said, I'm taking some tattoo. I can't endure the nightclub. You can get on the plane. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Praising God. God has answered our prayer. It's a miracle. So we, we, we get on the plane. We can't sit by each other because we were late. So we're all in different places. Then we get on the plane. We can't sit by each other because we were we're just going to delay for 10 minutes because there's a small electrical fault that we have to repair. No problem. We've been waiting for 10 hours. What's 10 more minutes? But while we're sitting there during those 10 minutes, the flight attendant comes up to me. Are you Mr. Pinion? Oh, I'm sorry to tell you that the people who sit here <laughs> have never arrived. And, and we're, we're going to have to see you and your wife and your son off the Wait, I thought once the once the, the door was closed, it was closed. <laughs> But no, they're taking us off the plane. They're undoing the miracle of God. Hey, I, I, I sort of thought about this, this passage in Jonah. He's so happy when God provides the vine. Which was by grace. He didn't deserve the vine. But then when God took it away, he feels like, no, this is my right. This is my vine. God says, wait, you didn't do anything. And I said, hey, these boarding passes were by grace. And if God wants to take them away, and he had another plan. It was a good plan. But at the time, hey, we were feeling so bad. But you know, Jonah, he is so much more interested in the vine than in the people of Nineveh. And, and, and this book ends with a question. How many books do you know that end with a question? This, this book causes us to think as it comes to the end. God says, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? I do, he said, I'm angry enough to die. 
But the Lord said, You've been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight, it died overnight. But Nineveh. Has over 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left. And many cattle as well. Should not I be concerned about that grief? And, and he leaves us with that question. Shouldn't God be concerned about that grief? Shouldn't we be concerned about that great sin? You know, I'm just thinking right to today, our, our former lecturer, Kent Dyer, who was teaching here last year, Today, he and his family are, are leaving South Africa to go to Indonesia. Indonesia is a Muslim country. You know, sometimes we might think, I don't want to go there. I don't like those people. But God says, there's millions of people in Indonesia. Shouldn't I have compassion on it? Let's ask some questions for application. Uh, yeah. How do we regain the vision? Keep, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Think about this question. Has God shown grace to you? Has God given you something good that you didn't deserve? Think about that. Okay, then think about the next question. Who has God put in my life to share his grace again? If God has given grace to me, I need to share that grace. Number three, what can I do today, this week, to help that person or those people experience God's grace. How can I help somebody else experience God's grace? How can I help them come to faith in Christ? How can I help them to grow in Christ? can we just stand and all pray? Father, thank you so much for this book of Jonah. Thank you for sharing it with us.
We hope that you enjoyed this message. If it encouraged you, please share it with a friend. If you or someone you know is interested in studying at UPI, visit our website at www.upi.ac.za or find us on social media at Union Bible Institute.